They fell, they fought, they hunted. Hello, and welcome to Spilling the Blood, a podcast dedicated to spreading the word of the blood hive. We will be breaking down each episode of Yellow Jackets, so while there will be spoilers, we'll try to keep them to the episode we're covering. I'm Sherry. I'm Michelle. I'm Crystal. I'm Katie. Today we will be covering Season 1, Episode 6, titled Saints, directed by Billy Woodruff and written by Chantel M. Wells. One fun fact about Billy Woodruff, because we know like, you know, the 90s are a huge thing in Yellow Jackets, Billy Woodruff directed the video for Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> I had my first kiss to that song. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Did you? place in your heart still no <laughs> can somebody sing it unbreak my heart that one <laughs> personally getting into it keep going <laughs> that was good that was good but before we get into the episode, into the buzz, we're going to do our episode quiz. And this one was, what classic 90s movie are you? So I'm excited. I know everybody was so excited. <laughs> yes. I kind of wonder if we all got the same Yeah, answer. we were all very excited. So I was like, oh, we all got a good one. I wonder if it was the same one. This Crystal, tell fun. us. Tell us what you got. I got Scream. <laughs> so did I. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> So we all got Scream. Amazing. Yeah. Crystal, tell us what it says. No matter what comes your way, you're ready for it. You are just about as strong as they come. There have been people in your life that caused you to develop trust issues, but don't be afraid to open up every once in a while. Making new friends like a Gail Weathers is often the gateway to new opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and the developing trust issues, that's clearly a Billy Loomis reference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm stoked because... My work, they have like one day a year that it's like a mental health day where they like close the company down. So that's tomorrow and it just happens to be my husband's Friday off. So we're going to go see (gasps) Scream. Oh my gosh. Have you not seen it yet? Is this your first one? I can't wait to talk about it. We (laughs) just did a rewatch this week of all the Screams. So yeah, it's really good. I have like a dream. I don't think it's possible. I would have to time them out. I think you could get them all in one day, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's possible, but we'd have to wait till obviously the the new one is like on streaming or something. But yeah, it is really good. Okay. I was worried about it because you know we it they did really well with the last one because of Wes Craven, but I think the lack of Sydney was huge for me because she is the whole story but mm-hmm. they did really well that's all i'll say and i hate that it's in new york and it was literally filmed like the subway that i took home i was like oh. yes! i was like this makes me feel really safe I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the goriest they're definitely getting gorier oh, as they go brutal okay. yeah yeah but it's it it's good like you know how uh, it's morbid but horror movie people talk about like good kills there's so many in this so many mm-hmm. It's awesome. great. Perfect. Yeah, it's very well done. And to tie in Scream, so Scream came out in what, 96? 96? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is when this, the flashbacks are set. And we have our lovely Taisa is in Scream 6. Yes. yes. And she, and no the good. one before this. And yeah. Scream yeah. yeah. She's very great in it, but she always is. So right. she's unbelievable. I love her. All right. Crystal, are you going to take us through the episode? The title of this episode is Saints. So 
I don't remember there being anything. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like they're few and far between in the show. We open on young Lottie in the backseat of her parents' car, and they're discussing the Exxon oil spill, um, which happened in 89. So that will give you a reference to the time frame. Uh, Lottie starts screaming, causing her dad to stop driving and turn around, narrowly missing being hit by a semi and a huge accident where they likely would have died. So back at home, her parents are arguing. Lottie's mom believes that she may have some like precognitive powers and her dad's like, no, she can't see the future. We're taking her to her psychiatrist. So where would you fall if you were the parents? Oh, baby, I'm a believer. I would, if this is, this is clearly not the first instance, I would believe it, but that's me. I would be like, don't you think this is weird that she's done this this many times? I don't think that makes her crazy. I think there's something else going on, but that's me. It's not like she's just constantly like, there's a ghost in my room Exactly. Yeah. Which like, I do believe in that anyways. But she's like, clearly she sensed right before it happened. So to me, it seems more like an intuition. But yeah. ask me if my son ever says that. He has those powers, and then maybe my tune will change. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like I would be more like the dad, although, like, because I wouldn't want to believe that it was. I'd be like, that's nope, true. that can't possibly. Nope, yeah, nope that's, that's terrible. True. Don't open these floodgates. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how many of you did this? I had stairs just like hers where I peeked and listened to my parents all the time. I like thought of myself when she was like listening to them upstairs because I used to do it all the time as a kid. So. It's just funny. This is my relatability. <laughs> we go to teen Lottie in the woods with some of the girls foraging for berries in 96. Lottie says some animals can subsist on eating their own vomit, which is great. Thing. Mari asks her if dead cabin guy told her that or if they only <laughs> chat about blood and stuff. And then Lottie fucking kills her dead and yeah. says, no, we mostly talk about how Danny Mears dumped you for your own, for his own cousin. <laughs> yeah. Lottie with the sick burn. I know. <laughs> she deserved it too. Mari's kind of a bee. She's been that she way. Is. A bit she now. is. Especially yeah. in this episode. I was like, yeah. that was rude. And then she sees deer like shedding its antlers and it looks really gnarly. Gross. And did no one else see it? Was it like a vision or was it actually there? It was a vision because remember she see thing, sees things before they happen and well, we see it yeah. later. I guess yeah. if you, yeah, if you believe in the vision part, then... <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what do we think that's a metaphor for? Mm. Well, I don't know. I feel like all the girls shedding her previous self. I think. Yeah, and all the girls seem to be yeah. tied to animals, right? So, like, yeah, she's a deer girl. <laughs> so, do we think Lottie's the antler queen that we have been teased of? I think it's too obvious for it to be her, but that's my Ooh, that's good my one. So, you mm -hmm. think she's a red herring? Yes. <laughs> Van tries to comfort Lottie after she freaks out. And says, or after she freaks out on Mari and says that Mari hasn't taken a shit in like two weeks. My favorite part. <laughs> Laughed out loud. All I, I guess she hasn't been singing. Yeah, that's what. I'm <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We all missed you ever. Um, we cut to adult Shauna at the Notel Motel going to meet the girls in Nat's room. And she runs into fucking Randy Walsh. I died. <sighs> oh man. <laughs> Me and Tammy are really going through it. And he says it's one of their little divorces. And then says, might be cheaper to keep her. <laughs> Shows off a Yellow Jackets tattoo. 
<laughs> and then tells Shauna to give Jeff a hug and how they're the real deal. I was like, oh dear. If only he knew. So Shauna goes into the room and Nat tells her she looks like shit. And I don't know why. She's just being so rude. <laughs> and just not being very cool to Shauna. And then they show Shauna the crime scene photos of Travis. Ty and Nat think it's the same people that sent the text. But Shauna did not receive a blackmail text. Do we think she didn't? Or or a postcard. Yeah, that's a big deal. That was a big reveal. I wonder, though, like, is it possible that she got the postcard, but it came and Jeff or Callie misplaced it? It could be. No, I think she touches everything in the house first, so Mm. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, she's a stay-at-home situation, so she probably gets all the mail. Oh, and also a control freak, Michelle pointed out. So is Shauna a part of these people? She's the only one that doesn't have it. It does seem suspicious. Trying to keep control of everybody Uh in the group. Also, Ty looked very sophisticated compared to Nat and Shauna in this scene. I know. (laughs) Uh, Nat wants to reach out to Jessica Roberts, which I loved the way she said it. She's like, I'm going to text Jessica. Yeah, and she's like, what a fake name, Jessica Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) And both uh, Shauna and Ty are like, no, that's exactly what she wants. And Mm -hmm. we're going to screw this all up. And then Nat's like, you know, I don't like it when you yell at me to Ty, which I really like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very childish. It's funny. So Ty said she's working on getting the 50 grand for the uh, blackmailers. And Shauna suggests putting a GPS tracker in with the money. Like, just so quick, top of her head. Oh, I'll just put a GPS tracker in there. Just get that Apple AirTag in there. <laughs> and then asks if she should loop in Misty. Ty said, no, she could be part of this. And Nat explains how Misty has been helping her. And Shauna goes, oh, anything else you may have left out? Or just that you're playing buddy cop with Misty fucking Quigley. So but good. she does name everything. It does seem like she's the only one that's not involved. Or she, she just found out everything all at once. And only Ty and Nat have been talking. So well, maybe she should be nice to Misty because Misty's the glue here. It's true. Crazy glue. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Misty, she is leaving work. See you tomorrow, Val. I'm bringing cronuts. Just the way the girl responds, great. Like, they they hate the shit out of her. I know. And I was like, I don't know if I would. I would be like, you know, she's upbeat. She's bringing treats. I don't think I would hate Misty. I mean, I'd love the treats, but I couldn't match that energy. I'd be like, girl. Yeah. But clearly she's done done something shady or she's done something to bother them. Because it wouldn't just be her positive attitude. I wonder if she's like a tattletale. I, I bet. bet she is. I bet she is. Citizen detective, you know. Right. Um, we see her emptying a bunch of medications into a bag in her trunk. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, boy. Then we go over to Shauna and Jeff's house, where Shauna is dazed in the kitchen, and Jeff reminds her that they have brunch with the tailors. Shauna does not seem to know what day it is. Oof. But does seem to know that it's Jackie's birthday. So that is why they're going over to her parents' place for brunch. Back in 96, Shauna is dreaming of birthing a roast chicken before eating it. Thank you. My notes were, is that a freaking rotisserie chicken? Yeah. And then she eats it. Yeah. I will say, how many times do you think these girls had to do that scene without laughing? Because I would be laughing. And they had to be so affectionate, like it was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so beautiful, just like his father. Uh-huh. Jackie. Yeah. Like, oh. Gross. <laughs> Jeff smells like rotisserie chicken, apparently. <laughs> Because we do hear her later say that she misses Jeff's smell. Comes full circle, chicken. <laughs> I did want to look up in my little dream app what that meant. 
but uh, I couldn't pull anything cohesive together. It was just a bunch of crap that didn't really make sense. So, <laughs> what does it mean when you birth a chicken and then eat some of it? Well, like I looked up different <laughs> things. Like, what do chickens mean? What does giving birth mean? I don't know. If well, Annie was a lot too to because, like, Jackie was nice to her, so she clearly like accepted it and she told mm-hmm. her about it. But it's yeah, but she's also starving, so that's probably like the thing where you see a person they look like a banana or whatever. Like you're gonna <laughs> picture whatever you want to eat. Ty and Van are having a little romantic tete-a-tete in the water playing that cute little game where you pretend to spell words on each other's back and have to guess what it means (laughs) i still like doing that sometimes (laughs) i think it's fun it's fun it's cute i don't think i've ever done that no no oh i did that when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) also the boob thing is really funny and she's like right what you know (laughs) i love that do we think that like have ty and van been having this fling since well before oh yeah they ended up in the wilderness yeah yeah i think it probably started maybe not the beginning of because they've probably been in soccer since what like their freshman year so i don't think maybe the beginning but it probably like developed because they were probably like best friends and then realized they were feeling yeah like right after the crash when van didn't get out ty was like screaming for her and searching for her Mm -hmm. so like I, I'm thinking they had a deeper it's love, baby. That's love, baby. <laughs> and Van points out that Ty's fingernails are super dirty. Wonder why. <laughs> we'll get there. Ty kind of explains how she wants to start exploring more and basically thinks that rescue might not be coming and they need to start being proactive. The girls go back to the cabin. Ty's crawling up into the loft with Shauna and, and sees that Shauna's awake and goes, what is it this time? A cheeseburger, baby? So this is like an ongoing situation. (laughs) It's interesting because obviously Shauna really trusts Ty Mm -hmm. and seems to even in adulthood too, possibly, depending, Mm -hmm. I guess, how things turn out. But yeah, obviously she really trusts her. They have a strong relationship, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Just that it's, it's interesting to see their relationship develop and like how they're getting closer and closer and how that continues into their adulthood. Like the two of them seem closer than, you know, Natalie and Shauna do obviously or we know Shauna is not a fan of Misty fucking Quigley so yeah but nobody is they also seem like the two that are the most together kind of yeah thing, you know like Nat's a little bit off the rails and Misty clearly is also yeah. off the rails but in a different <laughs> yeah. way but even even from the jump like remember when they're talking about like getting the freshman out of the game and she like looks to her like last like Shauna mm-hmm. this is gonna be up to like us to figure this out so yeah and shauna must really trust ty because she tells her she's thinking about a diy abortion with an underwire (sighs) which is awful to think about going through and basically ty tries to talk her out of it and it's like are you out of your mind and and again shauna's like while the obgyn on call is misty fucking quickly (laughs) who also you know was a doula for her chicken so (laughs) She knows what she's doing in poultry and in humans. Good job. Ty explains that she is going to start searching out. She has a plan. She wants to explore. She wants to have them rescued and ask her to wait. And oh, sorry, before this, uh, Shauna also confesses that the baby does belong to Jeff, which was shocking. Oof. Big oof. Back in adult Shauna and Jeff's life, they are having brunch at Jackie's parents' place, who most definitely are both Canadian again. Yeah, I dubbed this the birthday brunch of the bereaved and it's like, it's awful. But yes, I think you're right. I think your your uh, ear for accents, Crystal, is 
impeccable. I'll just keep bringing it up every time I notice. Um, <laughs> but I did look up Jackie's mom because I'm like, who is this lady? I cannot remember what I know her from. And she was like the aunt in the Lost Boys too that rents on that crappy apartment. So, oh, specific. <laughs> Jackie's mom hands Shauna a gift and she says it's not a birthday without presents. Shauna unwraps the box and it is a rabbit in a dress. It's a big reveal. She's the one giving her all these rabbits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she says Jackie loved rabbits. And that's why rabbits are her animal. Yep. Well, I looked into that too because I was like, it's so weird. Did we talk about this already? That Shauna's tied to rabbits? And then I was like looking things up and rabbits are tied to fertility. Oh, really? No, I don't think you mentioned Wow. That. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, people fuck like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they bounce up and down. It makes that's, sense. <laughs> that's too, too fine a point on it. <laughs> rabbits are the horniest, I, I can attest. I had pet rabbits and really? like, they were fixed and they would still – like the girls would try and hump the boys. I literally in the last wow. episode said I hated the word horny and hump and I just used both of them in like <laughs> the course of 30 seconds. I did read too. Somebody had pointed out on, I think it was Reddit that I read it. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that Shauna so far is the only one we know to have had a natural birth. We don't know if Ty carried Sammy or not. Oh, that's a good point. Or if Simone did, or if they adopted, or what they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then Jackie's mom goes on to say how Jackie would have been so happy for the two of them, and she was generous that way. How she always worried about Shauna finding someone. Her mom is such a Karen and I hate it. That's where Jackie got it from. Totally. But she was at least a little bit less abrasive than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. She seems to have like, you know how everybody in like the 50s or still now, hopefully it's changing. The moms have like the complex to like worship the sons and not the daughters. She seems to have that for Jackie instead, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Speaking of... Do they have any of them have siblings either? Are they all only children? Oh, that's a good point. Oh. I don't know. Maybe? I don't remember seeing any siblings. Yeah, I think the only siblings I can think of are Javi and Travis. Unless they're see. just like, yeah, unless we don't see them. I feel like Ty has siblings, but I don't know I was why. thinking that too. Like I feel like I thought yeah. maybe there was somebody in the kitchen when they when she was leaving. That's what I mean. I feel like she makes sense to have siblings. I don't know about the other ones. Well, anyway, that's a... <laughs> another time when we have answers jackie's mom brings up college and they offer to help with callie's tuition which shauna shuts down mm-hmm. and then excuses herself to go to the bathroom i like how she's saying she doesn't like her daughter oh yeah <laughs> jeff's like she doesn't need that she's like no i really don't like her <laughs> this whole time too she's getting like texts from adam like oof. yeah yeah uncomfortable scandal Back in 96, Shauna and Jackie are checking the snares and hunting rabbits. And Jackie goes on about how much she misses Jeff's face. But also, like, she doesn't really seem to like rabbits that much, even though her mom said she was super into them. (laughs) Also points out that she misses Jeff's Ace Ventura impression, which I really wish we could see. I know. I bet it's funny. I can. (laughs) Yes, you can, Crystal. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> all righty then yes i was oh, gonna yeah. use the other one where the where he's like do not go in there that like oh, big yeah. one or the <laughs> <laughs> like a glove <laughs> so stupid okay anyway <laughs> jeff you can keep the award for best <laughs> jackie tells shauna that jeff had told her that he loved her before they left and she didn't say it back mm-hmm 
And she has regrets. Yeah. And Shauna was like, well, do you love him? Shauna's almost too obvious sometimes. Yeah. She, like, literally stops when they're walking to, like, make sure. Like, do you, though? Like, it's, just, it's like before when she's like, oh, but what are you talking about? You're going to have sex with him? Like, I don't know. She seems too obvious sometimes. But Jackie doesn't know, so it doesn't matter. She does not have the best poker face. No. <laughs> Shauna suddenly feels faint and says she's just hungry. And then Jackie gives her what appears to be her last piece of jerky. It's actually kind of a sweet moment. It was. She's nice. There's a reason they're friends this long. Even though she has some like bitchery, like there's a reason. She's <laughs> bitchery. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So we cut to still in 96, Nat and Travis sitting in a plane kissing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine just like having your makeout hideout to be where everybody died? Most of your friends died. Yeah. <laughs> like there's still blood stains yeah. and like. But it's been what? How long do we think it's been? At least a couple weeks by now. Does that make it better? No, but I'm saying, where else are they gonna go? Like, there's nowhere else to go, unless they want it in the woods, and it's gonna be the lake shelter. True. Yeah. Well, then she'll get pregnant if in the water. That worries me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, logistics. He is being kind of a downer and saying like he's just going to keep screwing this up because she kind of giggled when he like tickled her and it was just like mm-hmm. he just kind of lost his mojo and she was like no no it's good you're a really good kisser and then speaking of the blood stains yeah. <laughs> she said who hasn't rolled over a tray table while making out in a blood stained death trap I love it it's a great line well she tries to pump his tires up a little bit and. They're all good and start heading back to the cabin after. And the girls give them the gears a little bit. Mari's like, ooh, what exactly are you hunting for out there? And then Van says a classic line. Anyone? It's beaver season? No, yeah. that's all. <laughs> it is when she says that? <laughs> She's so quick, too. Uh, I love Van. But not everyone's having a good time. Jackie, who has uh, pointedly done nothing the whole time, uh, says, is this why we don't have any food? Because you guys are, like, out there making out instead of hunting? Bad move, Jackie. Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. a bitch. And not only that, she really cuts into Nat and (laughs) says she's been running for mayor of Pound Town. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Some of the stuff Jackie says, it, like, I know it's also in the 90s, but I'm, like, She's like a nerd with some of the shit that she says compared to like, I don't know. I think she's kind of nerdy with some stuff that she says compared to like Natalie or Ty, who seem like a little cooler than her, but Mm -hmm. clearly A little more worldly. Yeah. (laughs) So Nat basically threatens to shoot her, which, Mm -hmm. you know, not a great idea. And then Jackie says, I'm not scared of you burnout, which again, so rude. So nasty and so rude. Jackie like lives in high school cliques. That's like that's like her thing. Yeah, it's her pretentiousness. Yeah, is show, showing for sure. Yeah. yeah. So Ty breaks them up, and then Misty says, <laughs> "Nat, I know how you feel. I have a secret boyfriend too." Oh, honey, this oh, actress God. is so good. She's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, she nails it. Like, she just nails every line that she yeah. delivers as crazy Misty fucking quickly. Like, yeah. And that, I'm sure the wig helps, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the casting is perfect for every single character, but mm-hmm. there's something about her casting and Nat- Natalie, young Natalie's casting that just, like, mm-hmm. perfection. Yeah. Yeah, casting director should have got some props for this show. Maybe next year. 
adult Ty is working on the blackmail money, and then Simone comes in the room, so she has to, like, cancel the call right away. Simone's saying she had made an appointment for Sammy with a child psychologist, and Ty's like, how could you do that without telling me? Meanwhile, she's basically trying to steal 50 Gs from their, like, shared account. I know. So shady. What do you mean there's a limit on how much money I can take out of our shared account without getting her signed off on it? Excuse me? Also, I know we talked about this, but what do we think they do? Because they have money. She's a professor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, comparative literature. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, she must be have like tenure or something because teachers don't make a lot of money. Professors make more than teachers, but well, maybe they have family money. Yeah, they could have that. Parents' house look nice. Yeah, Ty, Ty's parents did seem to have money. So they argue about Ty not dropping out of the race. Um, Ty gives her some song and dance about how dropping out felt like giving up on their dream and giving up on us. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Simone sees right through her. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Simone's great. Shauna is in Jackie's childhood bedroom, remembering their scheme to let Jeff know that Jackie is interested without telling him that Jackie is interested. You like it's very, like him? It's very, very cute. I love it. It's really cute. It's adorable. I also like Jackie's hair. It looks better like that. She's having visions of like Jackie blaming her for whatever happened to her. Can we also just point out that Jackie was bullet journaling before bullet journaling was a thing? I know. (laughs) But also everything in her journal is so relatable, like playing MASH, like doing all the movies. I did all that when I was a kid. That's so fun. I forgot about MASH. I know. I loved it. I wrote down her top 10 tunes that we – that. We can see, and they are very eclectic. I also yeah. appreciate that. So, like, it's Spice Girls, Smashing Pumpkins, Tracy Chapman, like, wow. just, yeah, Celine Dion, a little Canadian content there. Nice. Nice. And then she mentions Scream as one of her favorite movies. Ooh, that's on one of the lists. That's a fresh one for that year. Yeah, and then on her must see list, Happy Gilmore and Black Sheep. <laughs> good choices. Good choices. <laughs> like, yeah. Happy Gilmore is a treat. It is great. Real. It is a great movie. That's a good one to go back to. It's like he's in his prime in that movie. God, you guys. But her number one movie is Fear. Fear's good. Marky Mark. Hell yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the one where he like punches his chest over mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody actually doing that in front of you? <laughs> be frightening. That yeah. would be frightening. Scary. And I don't know if this is a mistake or on purpose, but someone had also pointed out on Reddit that some of the movies she listed had not yet come out in '96. Ooh, probably a mistake. That's interesting. That's they're, what so, I too. they're so detailed, so that's interesting mm-hmm. that they messed up. Also, her room is so girly. That's like the first thing I thought when the, when she went in her room. I was like, man, it's so pink. I could never live in that room. <laughs> The gold framed picture of the ballerina. Yeah, it's so frilly. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Jeff comes and finds her in the bedroom and asks her if she wants to leave. And she's like, we just have to make it through dessert. And then Jackie's mom gives a gorgeous toast to her girl, Mm -hmm. saying to Jackie, whose light shone too bright to ever be extinguished from our memories. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when like you are watching, as I know we all do, watching true crime documentaries and they're like, mm-hmm. her smile lit up a room and like nobody ever like talks about the bad things that the, because nobody's yeah. perfect, but the, the mother has put her up on this pedestal and which I get, I, I can't even imagine how awful that would be to go through, but. Yeah. Do we know how many, at least 20 years, so what, they're in like their late 30s or something by now? Well, she gave Jackie, or she gave Shauna Jackie's jersey for her 40th birthday. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're in their 40s then. Okay. Yeah. 
That is a lot of brunches. Let's talk about that. A lot of brunches with this shady B. I could mm-hmm. not do it. That's why Jeff, I feel like, is obviously they with the scenes we see why, but he's really like, are you sure you want to go to this? Because clearly it's been building for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I wonder if she just got more and more like abrasive as time went on too. I'm sure she seems more blunt than they're used to. So yeah, I bet she has. It's hard not to be sometimes with that kind of person. I wonder though, if it maybe isn't that she, maybe she's, it's not so much that, that she's worse, but that they're more confident in who they are. Because like, obviously when they're younger, like they're in their twenties, they're not going to say anything to her. Right. But as you get older, you become more confident and more comfortable in your own skin and like kind of advocating for yourself. So I wonder if that's kind of part of it too. Oh yeah. And you can only hear something so many times and have it not Mm -hmm. get to you. So Jackie's mom definitely had put her up on a pedestal uh, because she believes that Shauna spent her whole life in Jackie's shadow and basically is talking down to her and saying how difficult it must have been to be friends with Jackie. And that's where Jeff stands up for her. And I was so, (laughs) looks like you're going to say something. (laughs) No, it was, it was very nice. And you could see that she seemed kind of surprised, but it's nice to actually see him have her back for once. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe this is why they liked each other to begin with. Yeah. Jeff is kind of a good person. Yeah. Well, not only does he stick up for her, he also tells Jackie's parents that they were boning while he and Jackie were yeah. still together. <laughs> Do you think but I'm so glad him? he does this because, like, she's never going to say anything. And I like how he's like, and clearly that was a shitty thing, but... <laughs> But this is truly the best tuna quiche I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> tuna quiche. That sounds disgusting to me. And I love yeah. it. I love tuna, but that does sound a little weird. Especially if it was just canned tuna. But I do oh. like like a tuna helper, like a tuna casserole. <laughs> this, But this speech is also, yeah, I just like this speech a lot. It's really well written. I think this episode is really well written. It's one of the best written episodes so far, in my opinion. Just the way that he talks about her. He's like, she was like that and she still is. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Jeff. Thank you. And her mom, like, doesn't know what to say. She's like, oh, someone's talking back to me. I've never had this before. <laughs> yeah. And the dad <laughs> just sits there. Yeah. Yeah. As dads do. <laughs> Don't participate. Yeah. He knows happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And those curtains. Can we just talk about the curtains in their (laughs) dining room for a second? Yeah. So not only are they emotionally trapped in the 90s. (laughs) Forever trapped, decoratively. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. They're awful. (laughs) Ty and Simone are at the psychologist's office. We hear that Sammy will need more sessions. In the car on the way back, Simone asks Ty if she has any thoughts or were you too busy checking your inbox? Because... Uh, Ty's phone goes off while they're meeting. Simone explains that Sammy doesn't remember painting the door according, and then Ty's like, according to the shrink, like <laughs> gaslighting her whole family. We later find out. Yeah, I was gonna say, do we think that like Ty has a thing ab- against like psychologists or psychiatrists? Like that maybe she's gone to one before, perhaps you know after being rescued from a very traumatic plane crash and survival, and then she just doesn't trust them based on that experience yeah. because she's very resistant to it. And her wife is like, you're literally shut off to like mental yeah. health period. So mm-hmm. I don't understand. And yeah, I don't know how someone could go through what they went through and not get some kind of help and not be fucked up if you don't get help. So, well, and yeah, I kind of wonder on the flip side, maybe she just 
was like, I'm not talking about what happened because I know it's fucked up and I don't want even one single person to know. So, mm-hmm. and she knows that Sammy, something is going on stemming from what mm-hmm. she's dealing with still. So, yeah, with the deal they made with each other too, maybe they agree not to go to therapy because they're like, we can't talk about this to a therapist. Then they're going to tell everybody. Yeah. Even right. though they're not supposed to because of like patient you know, confidentiality, but here's also my theory and I don't know how true this is. Well, obviously that's why it's a theory. That's why I don't know. I don't know that Sammy has done any of these things. I don't think so. I don't think he has. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a creepy kid, but I don't think he has. (laughs) I don't even think he's a creepy kid. I think he's just a scared, confused kid. Mm. Yeah. And he sees something in his mom that. Yeah. Nobody nobody else sees. And Uh so he's, he comes across as creepy because he's scared and he's like uncertain. And we could also be having it from Ty's perspective, and that's why, like, we see him as creepy. One hundred percent. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back in '96, Coach Ben has a sit down, heart to heart, with Travis about him and Natalie's extracurriculars. Coach Ben was really looking forward to going to Seattle. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's going to be busy. Busy. Um, like how many days were they even going to be there that he needed that many condoms? Yeah, it was. A I love, I love this whole interaction. I think it's awesome. Travis is like, "Well, I'm kind so of good. in it now, so you got to tell me <laughs> what's going on." When he's like, "I got it covered," he's like, "But do you? Like, I mean, really? Do you?" Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, inserts a sports metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like the pullout method doesn't work. Would you play a game if only twenty two players? Are- off the field. Travis is like, I don't care about sports. My dad was a coach, but I'm not. <laughs> so Nat, grown Nat, is cleaning her gun and mm-hmm. on the phone with Ty. Ty says she can't get the money, and Nat says, fine, I'll do it. And Ty goes, how are you going to get that money? you going to sell your soul. <laughs> and then, as Nat's leaving, Kevin Tan pulls up with food for her, which I thought was sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, like, so cute. Follow me. She's going to run some errands and make Kevin Tag come with her. <laughs> that's true, love. I will go with you to do errands. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so she sells her cute little car, and that's how she's going to get this money, and then hops in with Kevin, and he says he has an, uh, something to do as well, and asks Nat to come with him. Then we go back to 1996, where Lottie wakes up in the middle of the night. Uh, everyone's asleep. We get a shot of Lottie in front of the antlers, which is cool. And then she wanders into the woods to find Ty looking absolutely feral, shoving handfuls of dirt into her mouth. Holy fuck. (laughs) Like, what a reveal. Very scary. It was frightening. (laughs) Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially poor Lottie. She she probably doesn't know what's real and what she's imagining anymore right now. Yeah. Yeah. Adult Shauna and Jeff are in the car driving home from brunch. Jeff says, I don't wish things were different. We've made a life together. I know it's not perfect, but I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's a sweet moment in the car talking to each other. And then admits that he thinks he was just Jackie's high school bro- boyfriend. And that was all he was going to be. She would have broken up with him anyway. Mm-hmm. And we're still together. And that's got to count for something. I think he's smarter than people give him credit for. He's very aware. Matt goes with Kevin Town to his son's soccer game, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin uh, introduces his son, Mason, to Nat and tells her, like, she was a pro star athlete back in the day and that she went to, what was it, States? And then Mason asked if she ever went to Nationals and she said, uh, we never actually made it. 
<laughs> you would think even just watching soccer would be traumatic. Yeah, I think it's been a long enough time where now the woods is her new trauma, so. <laughs> well, either way, Nat gives him some killer points. Wheel, snipe, Selly. <laughs> Scores the goal, wins the game. Uh, Nat's very uncomfortable, possibly with the soccer, and leaves. Yeah, it's such a such a switch, right? Like, she's really, like, invested in the game. She's all excited. And, like, they're having a great time. And then all of a sudden, like, you just see it, like, something makes her uncomfortable. And is like she's like, I got to go. And just, like, walks away. Yeah. I bet these women have that happen regularly. Teen ties back in the cabin and sees a bra on the floor missing an underwear. Fearing the worst, runs out to locate Shauna. Lottie stops her <laughs> and asks her if she was outside last night eating dirt. I love, I can't do crazy right now a lot. <laughs> Just like running off. <laughs> Lottie has no, either has no memory of this or is uh, lying through her teeth. Continues to run off to find Shauna. Lottie goes back in the cabin and speaks with Laura Lee about her visions. And Laura Lee says that visions are God's way of communicating. It could be a warning or a revelation. And... Lottie asks her, well, how did they know they weren't just crazy? And Laura Lee says, because God gave them faith, which I thought was kind of a nice interaction. <laughs> Laura Lee's sweet. <laughs> and Laura Lee's own way. Yeah. Yes, in her way. Yes. Oh my God. I'm such an asshole. I wrote, Shauna is prepping her surgical table by laying a blanket down on the <laughs> pine needles. I mean, that's literally what it is. Then we cut to Laura Lee baptizing Lottie, saying that if she accepts God into her heart, maybe God will lead her to her answers. Mm-hmm. Fun Catholic fact. Anyone can baptize anyone if you're already baptized. Really? Yes, I was true. It's true. I, uh, yeah, I learned that when I was a kid, too, and that's wild. Then we get a cool shot in the water after Lottie's dunked. It's kind of like her floating and and seeing things. But before that, we cut back to Ty who finds Shauna and says she's not going to let her do this alone. She'll help her um, if Shauna will let her. And so Ty takes the underwire and tries to help her. Shauna's clearly in pain. They're both crying and Shauna can't take it anymore. Asks Ty to stop. Says she doesn't want to die. And that's it for that. They're acting. It's so hard to watch. Yeah. It was, it's so real. As a woman, also, so it's very difficult to watch. And it kind of just felt a little bit of commentary on the current times. Where oh, it's yeah. Like, thousand percent. Shit, this is what women still have to do a lot. and Because there's not that option to deal with anything safely. But yep. yeah, it was gut-wrenching watching that. So Lottie, we go back to Lottie and Laura Lee. Lottie's still having her vision. She sees the deer again and then is in some sort of bunker with stairs lined with candles. And the white the white gown and everything. Yeah, it's really beautiful. She like lights a candle and it goes, and the flame is really high. Are you really into arson? <laughs> <laughs> into arson, kids? Watch this part of the episode. <laughs> So uh, Laura Lee's bringing Lottie back to the surface, and as Lottie opens her eyes, she sees Laura Lee's face and kind of um, what appears to be, like, almost an explosion behind her head, like mm-hmm. a lot of light. Nightmare. Yeah, so Lottie says, oh, I saw a light, and Laura Lee's like, ooh, that's not a scary vision, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we'll see. Nat, uh, being very uncomfortable at the soccer game, has left, but Kevin followed her. 
saying she said something like oh you had to get your son away from the crazy lady mm-hmm. and he said i don't think you're crazy you've been through a lot and that's okay with me which i thought was nice and maybe that's why she suddenly had that flip she all of a sudden was like oh i'm around a kid and maybe i shouldn't be because mm-hmm. maybe i'm bad news for it yeah that's so sad we really see like the adult males uh coming through in this episode Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're being ben, great in this episode. Jeff, uh-huh. Kevin, they're all, yeah. They're Why can't the that happen saints. in reality? That would be cool. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Matt and Travis are back to fooling around, and something happens. She starts giggling again at Travis, and he's like, this is a bad idea. Grabs his pants, a condom falls out, starting the discussion about whether or not they should do the deed. <laughs> Travis asked her what number he would be, and she was like, that's fucked. You don't get to judge me. It's 1996. Our vaginas have monologues now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our vaginas have, like, monologues now. I like how there's a like in there. It's very funny. I do not see at any point up, like, to this episode why Natalie is attracted to Travis, because he is a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But that's her. her Not to her, though. He is though. He right there. He is, and like he is. He's a jerk to her earlier when he like when they're like learning how to shoot the gun and stuff. I think he is a misogynistic teen. Yes, but also that's how they were, or sometimes still are. So I feel like it's built into him a little bit, right? But I think I I just don't see the attraction. I think it's a daddy issue because she sees that her dad was. I mean, Travis maybe isn't to that extreme, but she sees some of that in Travis, and she wants to fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she has a relatability. She's like, well, we both have fucked up dads, so maybe I can. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I still think it's a terrible pairing. Me too. There's a reason it turns out. There's a reason it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis admits to her that he is a Virginia Slim and has never had sexual interest. Virginia Slim! I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> that was fantastic. Can we talk about, have you guys, do you guys remember all the different phrases there were for Virgin? Like, or the ways to say it? Like, oh, I haven't swiped my card yet. Like, there's so many different phrases. Oh, yeah, your V card. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my I forgot gosh. about that. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Nat says, no matter what Jackie says, this means something to me, Travis, especially with you. So cute. She's also such a badass. Like, I love how she's like, this isn't the 50s anymore. Like, don't talk like a dumbass. Ugh, I just love Natalie. Young Natalie. But yeah, like she puts him in his place, but then also is like, you're important to me, you dumb dumb. Well, clearly they've had conversations we haven't seen. I'm sure they've both oh, yeah. in some way. You dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Travis spots a deer. Back in adult life, Misty is watching the camera in Nat's room and... While they're having sex. While they're having sex. Misty, you are gross. God, I hate it. It's so gross. She is gross for that. (laughs) Is it a sick obsession with Nat, specifically? I don't know. I feel like she was like... (laughs) so proud of her catfishing of Kevin Tan that she felt like she brought them together and was like reveling in it. I do think she has an obsession with like friendship or like not being alone. So if this is the one 
yellow jacket that she's connected with. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to build on this and just watch you all the time like a weirdo. I was going to say, yes, I think she recognizes that Natalie is the most vulnerable out of all of them. And she's the easiest to take advantage of and and manipulate in that way. All the while using her mortar and pestle to crush up a bunch of pills. Like that nurse killer. Then she calls Jessica Roberts, who I fucking love. I don't know what it is about her. Her voice is so cool. I just love the way she's like so way back on the phone. I just think she's fabulous. her hair. She has yeah, actress has like hair. a calming vibe too. She's just like yeah. Cool. yeah, I like her. She's so cool. So I just every time she's on screen, I'm like Jessica Roberts is so cool. <laughs> it's also <laughs> like a balance with all of our like crazy yellow jacket mm-hmm. girls. So. Crystal, I, I feel like you need to get a T-shirt that says like Jessica Roberts fan club or, something. <laughs> or justice for Jessica. Or <laughs> Misty. Plans to meet Jessica that evening. Then we go back to Jeff and Shauna back at the house. Jeff tells Shauna he's got to go into the office again. The in- what is it? The inventory database. Inventory. Yes, thank you. Is on the fritz, so he's got to go. And she says she'll find something to do. And then text Adam to lay on the floor face down. And she might be 45 minutes or maybe not. I was she like, wrote oh. it so quickly. Like, so quickly. It's sad because they had such a great day mm-hmm. and you like, can really see that she's kind of like bringing down her walls and she's like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Put on to the side. And then she's just like, wait, no, Jeff's whatever. She's sus. So I'm just going to go back to this and yeah. get what I want out of it. No, I just think she's selfish. I don't think she's thinking about him. She's like, oh, well, I'm going to be bored. So I'm going to go bone this guy again. Misty is listening to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. Yep, going to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> you guessed correctly that that would be her other fave. <laughs> Jessica comes and sits down in her car, doesn't even have time to react. Misty injects her with whatever the fuck. <laughs> it was very Dexter of her. Big it up. felt exactly like Dexter, except his is like the neck, but it, it's the same. She's just like, I don't care. I'll smile at you while I stab you. The leg. Misty cocktail. Yeah. yeah. It also must have been strong because she passed out like immediately. Oof. Cut to Misty's basement where Jessica is tied to that bed down there. Misty's standing on the top of the stairs saying, Good night, sleep tight. Don't let the fact that you're a terrible person keep you up tonight. Yeah. How many other people vibes. do we think Misty has locked in that basement? I think there's been men. Three. I think there's been men. A thousand percent. <laughs> And then their calves atrophy and they're no longer muscular and she (laughs) (laughs) Nat and Travis proudly bring the deer back to camp. Everyone's really excited until they get a good look at it. It's the deer that Lottie's been seeing. It's fairly gnarly. Again. Very gross. Hobby's like, I'm not eating it. Shauna goes to slice her open and it is full of maggots, Mm. which is so disgusting. Gross. Was then was it him? He's just like, well, that's not normally how it happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone. <laughs> I forgot who said. <laughs> that's not that was supposed to look in there. Weird. But Lottie, you know, the baptism did it. She knows now that it is in fact a vision that she saw, and she is not crazy. She's seen this, and she knew. Ty's like, this is it. This is bullshit. I'm done with this. I'm going to get help. You can come with me. I'm leaving in the morning. We go back to adult Natalie in bed with Kevin Tan, and she gets a text from the blackmailers. Meanwhile, Ty is fully fuging in a tree. Wearing, like, a nice outfit. 
Yeah. Like eating the shit out of that dirt like it's cake. And her hand. She's the lady in the tree. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even make that connection until you just. (laughs) (laughs) And is that like a stress reaction for her that she just blacks out and eats dirt? Because obviously, like that had to happen before the plane crash if she just randomly yeah and with sammy do we think this is like a it could be like a split personality thing like there's so many things it could be or she's dissociating completely and sammy's seeing her as the woman in the window and then yeah ty gets the same text and snaps out of it and realizes she was munching her own hand looking horrified then she gets another text from nat saying it's go time (laughs) good cliffhanger what an episode so much. It's a good one. Yeah. We're really ramping up, I feel like, to the uh-huh. season finale. Yeah. All right, Katie, you want to take us back to the yes. 90s? I got some stuff. All right, let's see. I just, first of all, I don't know when this came out, and I should have looked this up, but I do like that Lottie in the very beginning, little Lottie, what do we figure out? She's like seven, eight. She has a My Little Pony that she's brushing, which I don't know if any of you remember those, but those were good oh, times. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I made a note on here about My Little Pony. Oh, oh yay. <laughs> and one of our, one of my friends, well, and you know her too. She, I don't know. She, she has like an Etsy where she sells like vintage stuff. So she's always Hi. on the hunt, but she has a thing for like My Little Ponies, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I love that. And like, I want to see a really good pristine collection of trolls. Oh my gosh, I loved trolls. Trolls Me were too. so fun. I love them so much. I love to play with their hair and braid it and do stuff. <laughs> I'm sending you something I saw on Instagram today. It's My Little Danny. Oh. And it's the same packaging as as My Little oh my, Pony, but it's a little Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> It comes with a machete comb, so you oh, can comb. Oh my god! Oh wow, that is fantastic. And he's like in the shape of a troll doll. Like his body's weird. He looks like a centaur. It says his beautiful dark hair. Maybe his beautiful dark hair glistens and smells just like tacos. This is whoever made this did a really good likeness. The face is very good. Goodness, he's a true treasure. <laughs> he is. He's great. <laughs> Okay, so also, I just like a lot of the clothes in this episode. They're very 90s, make me very happy. A couple examples. Lottie's wearing that striped shirt when she's talking to Laura Lee. I would wear that now. Obviously, the 90s are like back now, but I would definitely wear that now. And then what else do we have? Oh, Natalie's like red bra. I just wanted to ask you guys about this. I don't know if it's like 90s or maybe just like being a teenager, but I feel like when I was a teen too, I also wanted to wear like bright bras. That was like a thing and I don't really care now. So I don't know if that's 90s related, but what about you guys? (laughs) Did you wear bright bras when you were younger? I only, my mom would only buy me beige bras. Yeah, same. (laughs) You had to sneak, you had to sneak the like brightly colored Bra. No one was seeing my bras until I was in my 20s anyway. <laughs> Virginia Slim for quite a long time. Oh, man. <laughs> Virginia Slim is such a vibe. So, music. As you can tell, there is not a lot in this episode. Not a it lot is, at all. It is a lot of original ah, and all the like creepy stuff mm-hmm. that's their original music that's happening in the background. But um, one of them, so... 
These you can barely even hear, but I wrote them down anyway. One of them is Munich and it's by the editors. This is the one that's playing in Kevin's car when he pulls up to pick up Natalie at the motel and has the food. It, this song is all about people being fragile things, which is really interesting because I think Natalie is such a fragile thing. And it's so some of the lyrics are people are fragile things. You should know by now. Be careful what you put them through. And then it ends on she'll speak when she's spoken to, which is interesting. And so, yeah, the whole thing is like a relationship. And if you don't try, basically, if you don't try, it's not going to work. And how happy this this guy that's singing is to have found this person. So it's clearly all about how he feels about Natalie. The next one is also in Kevin's car. And this is like the scene right after when they're at the car dealership. And this is Love Comes Close by Cold Cave. This song is about being alone, but it's also about really getting lost in someone, like focusing on them and getting lost in them. And it's like forgetting, it's kind of like that idea of like, it's only the two of you in the world and like forgetting about all the problems that are happening around you, which is very interesting. And it's just also about how like you can't, even though people change, you can't really change. Like change isn't really possible. So like some of the lyrics, the secrets you sleep with will not break the spell. And then it ends, still you say you're deaf to depravity, but that can't be true because I know you can hear me, which I think is interesting because it's like Natalie wants to be deaf to depravity or like wickedness, but she never feels like she really is because, you know, she's been painted that way since she was a teen. And then the best, we get to Misty. (laughs) The end. This is the overture of Phantom of the Opera. So the overture for all of you non-musical theater nerds is the beginning of a show. So it's, you know, it's kind of the way that you foreshadow what's going to happen in the musical that you're seeing. So like you get pieces of all the songs that happen. And this is obviously when she's waiting for before she stabs Jessica or while she stabs her. It's playing in her car. And this is like textbook because she loves musicals and (laughs) it's textbook for what it's about (laughs) because I think she believes that she's like the Phantom because she's like obsessed. The whole point of the Phantom is, you know, he's this guy that's obsessed with this singer, Christine, and he wants to get her on stage and he doesn't care like who he hurts or what happens. So I think this is kind of how she is with justice and how she's been acting with Natalie. She's just like so obsessed with all of this, which is interesting. And this is also like Misty is literally like the Phantom because she chains up Jessica at the end and like keeps her. And even though the Phantom doesn't do that, he does like take Christine down and like takes her to his lair, which is the same. And it's yeah, it goes back to like her need to, you know, solve crime and like be back in the group that her whole obsession with the yellow jackets and everything that they went through. It's interesting too, though, because the Phantom is like not as evil as Misty is <laughs> because he's like, even though he loves the singer and he's obsessive and he's really creepy, he doesn't want to hurt her. And Misty doesn't care about that, clearly. But um, my favorite thing is that in Overture itself, it's just like the beginning. You know, like I said, it's the beginning of a musical and it's pieces of what's to come. And this is just like Misty because she's enacting like her new plan. She's like, nobody's doing anything. So I'm going to start my new plan, which is like a new beginning for her. So it's very reflective of what's happening. And it's really parallel too because Thaisa is like pulling the strings with Jessica, like we know, which is very like Phantom-esque pulling the strings in the show because he's like, 
trying to do all this stuff to get Christine on stage. So it's very reflective of like the entire thing that's happening. So it was good choice. Good choice. But yeah, that's all. Phantom of the Opera. I love Phantom of the Opera. And I remember like going to see it in high school and just being like absolutely in love with it. But it also kind of is like, it's so bombastic. It's so over the top and it's so like, it just aligns so well with Misty. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're the same. He's also very, even though he doesn't want to hurt her, he's extremely creepy, like very Mm -hmm. scary. So it's, yeah, it's like Misty to a T. So, and you could say Misty wears a mask like he does. Like she doesn't yeah. come mm-hmm. across as the complete psychopath that we know she is when she's out, you know, at her work or she acts the opposite. Days. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. And he's also scarred, which is why he wears a mask. And Misty's scarred from her trauma. It connects in like a million ways. <laughs> Go musical theater it wins. Okay, so MVP of the episode. So I actually, for the first time, have a tie for my MVP. And neither of these characters have been awarded our MVP of the episode yet, but I'm going to give it to Coach Ben. Oh, yeah. For taking Travis under his wing and just being very kind and also just having very big plans for Seattle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Living his best life. It doesn't happen, unfortunately. <laughs> and then I'm going to give it to Jeff uh, as well because I think oh, yeah. Jeff, the way that he stands up for Shauna and says she is the smartest person I know and she's the most incredible person I know and this isn't a side of him that we've seen so far and he really just has this really touching arc through this episode and you're like, ah, Shauna. I know. You see, they have this history together, but he really does love her and they're d- just – going through some tough times in their marriage. So Jeff and Coach Ben, those are my Love picks it. for MVP. Two men. Mm-hmm. Will it ever happen again? <laughs> probably not. I'm going to say probably not, but we'll see. Ladies? Mine was actually Jeff as well. Oh. <laughs> yes. Kind of for the same reasons. It was just, it was nice to see him stand up for himself and for Shauna. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just a glimpse of maybe what attracted her to him, like yeah. originally. And just maybe see, yeah, seeing a glimpse of what their relationship once was. And I do feel like she may be the more of the problem in the relationship because I think, yeah, she, yeah, (laughs) she missed so much of her childhood and she's a bit of a control freak and she's like, she just feels like she's caged up and that Jeff's maybe not good enough for her. But you can see that he, at the end of the day, he wants to provide and like protect for his family. But Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. I liked him in this episode. It had to have been difficult for him because clearly Jackie's parents also really like him and they like, they're like, oh, Jeff's the only one that provides for the family. And they like have this, this idealized vision of who he is. So Mm -hmm. to stand up to somebody in like, who thinks that of you is, is also really tough. And I think he did a, he just, yeah, was a stand up guy in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crystal, do you have mine? He was mine too. Yeah. Yeah. All the same reasons. Yeah, he was mine as well. Um, and then I also Yeah. Wow. This is nuts. But I also I also I also have him tied with Natalie because just because of her speech to Mm -hmm. Travis, because I'm like, yes, feminism, thank you for being awesome, even as a teen in the nineties. Love it. I mean, it makes sense because she was a riot girl. Like, we know she was Uh a riot girl, so. Yeah. And I think she's, yeah, she's just a, she's a rad person. No, but Jeff is so, 
yeah, this is the episode where I was like, oh, he's a good guy. And this is also the episode, I don't know about you guys, where I was like, I don't think he's cheating. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, someone that speaks that way about somebody else, I don't think you're cheating. And he doesn't, we can see Shauna's like a shitty, it's just funny because she's so ma- manipulative, but she's like a shitty liar. And I don't think, I think he would be a bad liar too, but because he's so kind. So I yeah. like, don't think, I don't think he's capable of cheating or if he did he would tell her like right away so yeah but i love i love that he stands up for her because that's so hard to do Mm -hmm. after so many years so yeah yeah i love that we all have the same i know here i thought i was like going out on a limb being like jeff and then no i love it and i guess i'll finish it up with survival tips and i didn't really have any good ones (laughs) except (laughs) Uh, mine was trusting your instincts. So kind of just Lottie, like, yeah, obviously, she had an instinct where they were in danger when she was a kid in the car. She had an instinct about the cabin before they even went in there. Yeah. She has this instinct, like, I'm having some kind of visions and there's something up with Ty, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then also just having a really close confidant. Like, I think that Shauna needed tie in that moment and i think yeah if you're stranded you have to have like a ride or die that you can rely on to get you through it that was mine mine is from a 2006 abc news article eating dirt it might be good for you oh so while most people would recoil at the thought of eating mud or clay some medical experts say it might be beneficial especially for pregnant women Really? Yeah. So some experts lump it into the same category as PICA, which is an abnormal urge to eat coins, paint, soap, or other non-food items. So you think that Ty... My strange addiction. Yeah, it should be on my strange addiction. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's possible that the binding effects that can be found in dirt or clay could cause it to absorb toxins in you. Mm. So I don't know how legit this is but there was a woman who said that she eats dirt every time she's pregnant and she's given birth to four healthy babies so go ahead and eat that dirt girl (laughs) (laughs) it has to be like nutrients and soil for plants to grow but you think there'd also be all kinds of bacteria and yeah yeah, exactly uh there were also articles that said not to eat dirt because there's bacteria in it yeah well, maybe don't eat that dirt, girl. <laughs> Depends. ABC <laughs> led me wrong. Oh, uh, rude. I think my my main one was to speak up for yourself. Because even though Jeff does it for her, I think you need to be able to do that. And that's obviously a skill that you develop as you grow. There's no use like wasting time and sitting through shit that you don't deserve. So you need to speak up for yourself. There's no reason to sit in something that's uncomfortable. Like, fix it. So tell your mom you want that red bra. (laughs) I want this bra. I don't care that I'm 14 and I barely have boobs. Give me the bra. (laughs) Mine was very similar, and it was how to deal with a passive-aggressive relative. yes. And really, like, hold them accountable. So when they're they're being passive-aggressive, call them out on it. Yeah. And, you know, don't, don't play the game. Don't be passive aggressive back because that's just going to continue that cycle. But also put your needs first um, and remember yes. that ultimately you have to be your biggest advocate. So speaking up for yourself to your point and confront the issue. Like I think Jeff does a great job with that and uh, which is why he was our unanimous MVP. So 
Boom. Anything we missed or anything anybody wants to bring up? Oh, who do we think the saints are? They're ref- they, oh, yeah. The episode is called Saints. Who do we think saint the saints refer to? The men? Lottie. Yeah. The men? Oh, you think it's Lottie. I think it's Lottie and Laura Lee. Ooh, that's cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But also, I mean, as we left off, she saw fire behind Laura Lee. So let's well, keep that in and mind. When- Laura Lee brought up whether, like, the visions could be a warning or a revelation. Like, I mean, we all know revelations in the Bible is, like, end of times. So. Yeah. Yeah. And warnings are obviously not great either. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> Bad <Not> news. <laughs> True. And also, we have a link back to, I think it was, epi- it was episode one or two before the party when Jackie says, remember when you were obsessed with saints? Mm-hmm. Shauna? Yeah. Oh. Right. They're just so tragic. Yeah. Ooh. Very interesting. Tragedy. Lottie, Laura Lee. Jackie being like canonized basically by her parents. Mm-hmm. And we know that she obviously died, so we don't know what happened yet. That's going to come. Rest in peace, Jackie. R.I.P. All right. Well, Yellow Snackets, let us know what your theories are. You can find us on Twitter at Blood Spilling and on Instagram at Spilling the Blood. We will be back with more theories, wacky quizzes, and 90s nostalgia when we recap Episode 7, No Compass. Interesting. Interesting. Until then, stay out of the woods. (laughs) <laughs>